All right, everybody, welcome to episode three of the Subscription Podcast. I'm Paul Chambers. And I'm Chris George. And today we're going to talk about all things subscription. That's what we do here. So if you like us, subscribe to the Subscription Podcast because why not, right? I've got an awesome lineup of stuff here. Uh, I want to talk about Walmart Plus a little bit. I want to talk about Microsoft's Game Pass, Netflix. Um, why I canceled my Panera subscription? Mm, can't believe you had one in the first place. I know, right? Netflix out there and then what what's on your twitter, mind today we need to talk about the twitter blue check mark we actually we absolutely have to talk about twitter and your main man elon musk i know how much your you love man, him your boy and uh we should touch base on birchbox a little bit there's some yep, things going on there absolutely all right you've got the glasses you're super smart for those of you that yep. can't see us uh chris george is or if you're not watching this you're listening to this chris george is wearing some glasses yes. they're making him look at least he thinks uh, extra smart today. Like I didn't think I could look any more intelligent, and then it happened. <laughs> then you put the glasses on. But totally Paul it. tried to one up me by putting on sunglasses, and we're indoors. Doesn't make a lot of sense. It's um, I'm raising the level of my attractiveness. I need every little boost I can get in my life. Like, so what the do they say on the side? It's like. What is it? Quick box. Yeah, hey. quick box. So this shout out to not our sponsor <laughs> to, today. This is not a sponsor video by quickbox.com. <laughs> but I had about 500 pairs of these sitting in the warehouse still from uh, somewhere. Maybe Thank they should you, come back box. to some. They should. We can give sunglasses. I think I got free exposure today. All right. Let's. Uh, you're the smartest man in the room right now. Let's talk about Twitter Blue and your thoughts on it. Yeah, look, I think, you know, I have a few thoughts on it. One, I, you know, I think Elon did it originally to drive more revenue to Twitter. However, you know, when I'm looking at what he wants to do, I think it devalues the blue check, right? You can just pay this monthly fee. Yeah, but it changes, it changes like the purpose of the blue check now. You're thinking about the blue check as like a, so he's, he's trying to use it as a verification standard going forward. Sure. Right. And so I don't know. Now it's more valuable. Well, unless, because before you you used to have to pay like 20 grand to get the blue check. Yeah. But even so you still, it, it wasn't just pay 20 grand. It was like, you had to have press in that right in order to get approved and get or the, you pay 20 verified. grand to get some crooked yeah, fake employee press. at twitter to give no you no i don't think it, it was a like fake that. press you know they, like were, they were they were they were taking side so. payments it's widely known Fine. out there okay. that the people at twitter either were taking way, side either payments. way nobody less people would pay 20 grand versus eight dollars a month right so now you're gonna have more people that have the check mark that are probably not qualified to be verified, it devalues it, right? What do you mean they're not qualified? I'm not qualified to be verified. No, I didn't as a say you could be qualified. Now? I'm just saying in general, there's a reason they had it. It was like a status. And now when everybody can oh, be that only status. The cool people could get the check. Yeah, like I could get it. You could not. Because <laughs> of your glasses and let my no, not just my, my overall like who I am as a human. Yeah, but what he's trying to do with the blue check mark is verify that you're a real person and not a bot sure. and create like better conversation. But the more interesting part behind it, I was reading uh Prophet Wells newsletter that came out today on this about how really the, the approach to it isn't right. They're they're not gonna build a billion dollars in annual recurring revenue based on the the blue check mark. And either they're going to eventually hopefully they eventually get there and look at other opportunities for recurring revenue or they're just going to stall out at that i who who knows with yeah. elon musk right i'd rather them i'd rather him bring out vine back oh gosh that'd be so fun to see vine and come back. you know what's interesting is i was best friends in middle school with the co-founder of vine oh that's right yeah i grew up with him we were best friends and you look at there's a battle for short form video right now twitter's platforms is always going to be around there's a very good use for it it's widely used they can incorporate some of that short form video. I think it's going to drive a lot of revenue and a lot of attention. So Twitter's not known for being creator friendly. They're, they, they've always like service the advertisers. And that was a lot of the, the problem with it and a lot of the pushback. And so they have an opportunity to really change that. Mm -hmm. 
And I think that's where a lot of um, other annual recurring revenue can come from. You can subscribe to maybe your your favorite creators in the future, different things like that. So I think I think there's a roadmap ahead here. My my thinking is right out of the gate. He's trying to do, you know, just trying to get real humans on the platform and try and get rid of yeah. the bots with the eight dollar a month. I mean, how thing. many bots are there? I mean, who knows? Like the data, the data had. That was a big argument, right? He Twitter would never really fully revealed how many actual bots that they had yeah. on the platform, but it's probably a lot. It just, I, look at if you want to be known as real, so you have the check mark. Yeah, you all you can do is pay eight dollars, and everybody's gonna have a check mark. So you're gonna subscribe? No, because I'm not active on Twitter. Are you going to be soon? Probably not. Why? I don't have enough time. Yeah, time right? is a time is a thing. Right? You know, we're, we've got other things that we're working on, other initiatives. My platform isn't Twitter. Yeah. What is your platform? Instagram. Instagram? Yeah. Why do you live there more? It's where my following base is. Also, you know, Instagram nearly does what all of the other ones do. It's got stories. It's got short form. It's got reels. It's got standard posts. But it doesn't have conversation. doesn't have conversation. Right. It doesn't have community and group like a Facebook does, right, or Twitter. Yeah. But I also have my LinkedIn for more of the conversation. So Twitter's Twitter seen they're definitely seeing a lot of like uptick in traffic. It's funny because there's all this like all these haters are out there on Twitter saying Twitter's going away. Let's all move to other stuff. But they're using Twitter more than ever before. Yeah. I'm checking Twitter more than ever before. I mean, granted, I get notifications every time Elon Musk tweets because I'm curious. Yeah. I'm, I'm curious what's going on. But like, it's interesting. I, I, I think I've been thinking about getting back into Twitter for some time. Um, this might put me over the edge to, to start. Yeah. Tweet. I mean, I used to tweet from my cell phone when you would like text yeah. in and, yeah. and tweet that way. So. Who knows? Maybe it's coming back. Yeah. Maybe not. Um, let's shift for a minute. We got Black Friday, Cyber Monday coming up. Yep. Big, big uh, couple weeks coming up for e-commerce here. Um, it's uh, it, it's back and forth right now. Yeah. I mean, one thing to note is it's it's not going to be a 2020 Black Friday. It's not going to be a no. 2021 Black Friday. This is the first Black Friday post-COVID where you're going to see the mo- most of the stores open. And while online shopping is still up, from pre-COVID, yeah, people are going to want to get back into the stores. There's a little bit of like, there's people that get together to go out shopping on Black Friday. Yeah, right. So is so, e-commerce dead now? No, absolutely not. <laughs> but it's the end of e-commerce. You have to be prepared for that. Um, yeah. You know, I w- for subscriptions, I'm never a big fan of Black Friday and Cyber Monday. Why? Because I hate the coupon code spot. Oh yeah, deals, you talked about this. right. So. I hate when brands have to put out a deal to get a subscriber. I think those are low-quality subscribers that have high churn, low LTV. Now, I get it. For a lot of brands, it works well. It gets a lot of awareness. It's a good time for gift buying. I think I would probably use my Black Friday and Cyber Monday deals more around gifts Yeah. and get them to buy a gift for somebody that maybe I break even on that gift purchase, but then I can convert that gift D into a subscriber in the future. So That's always a big challenge in subscription because – if you're gifting a subscription to somebody, you're not actually getting that subscriber's nope. info, their purchase. email address, right? It's a one-off yeah. purchase. It's like a three-month but gift or something. If I could sell 5,000 one-off purchases that I broke even on and I could convert 10% of them into being subscribers, well, Why I do you need to break even on it? What do you mean by that? I'm saying offer a deal where it essentially costs you zero. Okay. But you just got awareness to 5,000 new people to your product. If you convert 10% of them, I got 500 new subscribers for yeah. essentially a zero CAC. Yeah, that makes sense. Right? I see that. And you could lose, again, you have to look in the data, but I remember at Gentleman's Box, right? We At one point, we did $10 first box. Yeah. 
And we looked at it, and the churn was like 50% after the first month. But we sold a ton of them. We sold a ton of them. But there was terrible subscribers. It, it was, yeah, it was 50% churn month one. Yeah, terrible. However, we did cohort that out. Cohort that out over cohort. like. Cohort. Cohort that out <laughs> over a year. And it was a profitable campaign, but like very, like very low profitability. And my, and then you think about all the work you put in preparing for that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And you know, I bet you like you dive in a little bit deeper returns, other things like that. Like it, you know, I don't know how valuable that was, but you do it in a position where you essentially could break even, but you get a bunch of awareness mm. that could be last long. That could be a, like a long lasting sort of uh do you think do you uh, think walmart deal? is missing an opportunity that with walmart plus and black friday Cyber monday like doing something cool with their membership where you get like early access to deals or yeah. or like different what shipping and stuff like that i don't even I don't, know i don't shop on walmart what is their plus what is their walmart plus is that amazon prime yeah it's their amazon prime like, competitor like two-day shipping shipping and access to content and like different things i mean look at i I would say maybe we agree. Like, is is Walmart just trying to do everything that Amazon's doing? Like, they're trying sure. to come, right? Yeah, so yeah. They're the other player. Um, I think they miss it. They miss a huge opportunity. Always, like, if I'm them, I'm doing something different than Amazon. Yeah. But what do they have different now? Is this store? Yeah. So maybe there is a special like there's special special deals for oh. those individuals. What if you're as a Walmart Plus member, you get early access into the store? Yeah. Or Early access to this online Like, that's site. like a blend of retail and... Yeah, you could have, like... E-commerce I, I feel like there could be some fights. <laughs> Dude, I went to a Black Friday opening one morning at Walmart. And there was a fight? No, but it was Chaotic. one of the craziest moments of my life. I waited all night in line. All night, like, it was, like, a nice civil line. Uh, camped out. And it wasn't too cold. It was all right. And then about an hour before opening, it starts building. More yeah. people are showing up. All of a sudden, like, you know, I'm like number three in line. Then all the family members. I was. When was this? I was like in college. Uh-oh. And, and and so now all of a sudden, uh, like all the family members of the groups in front of me start showing up. And then. You got pushed to like 100? I Like all of a sudden I'm like 40 or 50 behind. <laughs> How I'm not even kidding you? you. People started coming from the side. And then people were like shaking carts. And it was it was utter chaos. And oh. all I remember is the doors open and it's a full out sprint. And I look to my left and I watch a person in slow motion, like fall to the ground. And we were running for TVs at the time. It's amazing. It was unbelievable. And we got to the back of the store and nobody knew where you went to pick up the TV. And everybody's like frantically running around. And then a guy's like holding up these tickets in the air and you're like reaching to grab them. And I happened to get one and I got my thousand dollar plasma. 42-inch plasma TV for $1,000. Um, like, what do you think the chances are that I would ever wait? You <laughs> would like never. You would walk up to me and go, I'll Here's give you $500 to take your spot in line. Exactly that is exactly how you would do that. Yeah. Yeah. I was an idiot. But as a no, college, no, I no, care. no, no. I mean, you're being savvy. You're a savvy shopper. Sure, yeah. yeah. Me, I'm not. I'm like the worst shopper. Chris, that is that is a core memory of mine. I will never forget watching the person as <laughs> I'm turning the corner roll to the ground and I'm That's like insane. sprinting to the back of the store. I mean, I recall buying something and like the next day going on sale and being like, ah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Black Friday's changed uh, changed a lot. And, you know, of course, like there wasn't, back then there wasn't really like a Cyber Monday. It was just starting to become a thing. And, you know, I don't know, like you can get these deals yeah. in June now and stuff. Like yeah. That. But listen, I, I, I think, um, you know, who knows? I, I think there's tons of opportunity to unpack there still in subscription. But I yeah. uh, want to shift over and talk about Netflix for a minute here. Yeah. 
Sure. Um, all right. So Netflix started rolling out their ad strategy. Hmm. Didn't notice. <laughs> Didn't notice. Um, but one interesting thing. So I was, um, I was fortunate to be at this event with uh, Zora last week and some uh, super smart people from a lot of different areas of subscription. And one of the things Teen Zoe, the CEO of Zora, was talking about was about uh, focusing less on the transaction and more on the relationship. And we talk about this a lot. It's the theme of, of Subsummit, uh, May 31st to June 2nd, 2023 in Dallas, Texas. And um, and our, our, our theme this year is engage and rich, right? It's about engaging with your customers and enriching that experience and form those relationships. And I, I start to wonder, like, does Netflix actually give a shit about me? Um, you want the real answer? I mean, this this is a real podcast, dude. Yeah, absolutely not. So, Netflix's Edge is their original series, right? And they're going to try to produce content and give it give you access. Like, right, what are the three biggest things we talk about with subscriptions? It's either access, value, or what's the last one? Convenience. Yeah. If you think about it, they're essentially doing that. They're giving you access to content, and a lot mm-hmm. of cases original. They're giving you value because you got this plethora of TV op- like shows to watch and movies to watch. And they're giving you convenience by just dropping it on your TV screen. Yeah. So I don't want to say they don't care about you. I think what they look at is the data. And like how often are people watching? And they, they probably surveyed the customers and they said, well, a lot of people don't like our price increases. Inflation's going up. We need to come up with a solution. And they were trying to add more more customers. But the other thing that I feel, I I guess I can't be mad about it, but is the whole like um, limiting, you can't share anymore, the password sharing yeah. thing. I feel like there's a better way through that some way. You know, my, how, how, so right now I have like probably four or five people that have my password. So yeah. you're saying they can't do that anymore? How are they going to know? Uh, start logging address? by IP addresses. And I have like five accounts. I think it knows when it's more. Yeah. A number I mean, of TVs you can sign into. Hulu does this right now. Like I can't, I can only sign into Hulu and watch live TV at my house. They should have a way to share the cost. Yeah. Right. Or at least, you know, form that, that relationship. I'm, I don't know. So like for $20, you can share it with one other person and then it charges you both 10. That's a better way. Or there's like it. a $30, like 10 pack. Maybe you know what right. I'm saying? Like ease into it, right? Yeah, Don't yeah, all of yeah. a sudden like cut me off cold turkey, you know. I mean, look, you have to remember, like on one side we're on the we're on the consumer facing side of it, right? right? For them, this is a business. And they need to look at those things. And I'm not saying Oh, it's, don't look out for the customer, but here's the truth of it. One customer paid for it. Why sure. should someone else get free access? Well, right. No, I mean, we're cheating the system. Yeah. It's not in, designed and intended to be that way. So I shouldn't be mad when you right. when you make that change. I just feel like there's, I don't know, maybe like your idea of the whole share. It. Yeah, share it. Like add a buddy on a, you know, for yeah. 10 bucks a month. Come up something. with a solution that sounds right for the business and also makes the consumer feel really good about the change. Yeah. It's about getting value, especially in a down economy. I, yeah. I don't like to use the word recession because God knows like, yeah. are we actually ever going to experience a recession? Are we in the middle of a recession right now? Yeah. What's What's going to happen here? And today, the stock I mean, look, Attest had a lot of. I was when we were. I was at the Attest event last week. There's a ton of data around consumer spending. Like it's going down, right? There's a reason for it. So. Although the the CPI data released today shows like like things are looking better now yeah. all of a sudden. So tell me more about like what Jeremy. So I love Jeremy King, CEO yep. of Attest, brilliant, brilliant yep. guy. And um, 
they're a partner of ours with our annual report we put together. Yep. Um, but you were you were there last yeah, week, so those, we were we were separate coasts last week. Yeah, I was in New York. You were in Cali. Yeah, I was having more fun. I was actually it was colder. It was colder last week in California than was in New York. Here in, in Michigan. Here, oh, New York was nice. Yeah, I walked to the office. Nice little mile walk. Man. It was nice. So. One of the biggest takeaways I saw, I wouldn't say the biggest, one of the takeaways that sits in my mind was when he talked about the how the, there was a decreased spend on nearly everything except for grocery shopping. However, this all makes sense. What's everything? Like like, like uh, going out to dinner, movies, entertainment, streaming, yeah. that makes subscriptions, sense. right? Yeah. But it went up in groceries, mm-hmm. which is makes sense because people are not going out for dinner as much. Yeah. They're going to the grocery store and, and buying more groceries. However, on top of that, they saw that consumers were being more savvy. So while they were spending more money, they were getting more items. So not buying as nice a quality food, let's just say. Yeah. You know, I'm not a grocery shopper, but I'm, you know, there's like generic brand and there's like you drink like almond milk and I do drink you? almond milk. Yeah. How'd you know? You told me what your fridge you told me what your Instacart order was last week. It was almond milk, was French it like creamer, French creamer, Doritos, <laughs> yeah, turkey. Turkey. You didn't get bread in there. You well, I had say, tortillas. I don't okay, yeah, tortillas, 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 yeah. tortillas. It was like seven things, yeah. My <laughs> fridge my fridge right now has like Gatorade, beer, Coke, and You, you live the bachelor milk. life. Yeah, it's insane. So but so that means consumers are buying not as qual- high quality food or branded food or whatever yeah. it can be. They're getting more value. They're trying to be more savvy about how they're spending money. Um, so that was an interesting take. They're seeing subscriptions more and more getting canceled. I forgot the percentage. It was like a 40% decrease. There was one other. You, you had some pushback to Jeremy on that a little bit. Yeah, that did it. Yeah, right. Um, because it was, you know, it was, they served a thousand people and there was no like that. It was a widespread of individuals and, the, you know, more consumers that are subscribed to subscriptions are younger generation, Gen Z's, Gen Y, Gen okay. X, right. Versus like the baby boomers and like, let the, say, say individuals over the age of 50, yeah, they didn't grow up in an environment with subscriptions, so they have less subscriptions in general. And so, like seeing them cancel, you know, to me that doesn't affect that has a different effect on the data, right? But there was one other really good point. Um, shoot, it wasn't around the grocery. But look at while well, well, that comes to mind for you, like I've started to do this. So, like I I went instead of buying lunch this week, I went to Kroger. Yeah, I bought fifty dollars worth of, of food so far. It's made me two lunches. I'm at twenty five dollars per meal now. I can probably make that last two more. I think I'll be at the end of the day. No. My I'm trying to get sub ten dollars. I was gonna say you have to lunch. get sub ten dollars. If you go buy fifty dollars of groceries, you got to go sub ten dollars. I, I know. Listen, the yeah. Orioles will last me a few meals. I got no, some no, Oreos. Yeah, you didn't buy. You didn't I got buy some Doritos. Sure. I got some chicken. I got some cheese. My point being is, I did that. The other thing I did is I canceled my Panera coffee subscription. Oh yeah, because it was going up back up to ten dollars a month from the three dollars a month. And actually, I think they'd be better served continuing to give it to me at $3 a month because now I'm not going to Panera, Panera so as much. So you had the coffee subscription? Yeah. It was $9 a month? It, it, so it starts off at, I, it, see, I manipulate the system every time. I get the $10, I get the free trial for a month, and then it starts going to eleven ninety nine yep. or ten ninety nine, whatever it is. If you go to cancel, they give you three, three months dollars. at 30 bucks. Or, yeah. $3? Uh, yeah, $3 a month, basically. So those that are watching and listening, I want you to remember that Paul shares his Netflix account, and then he beats the system on his Panera Bread subscription. Well, listen, I would go to Panera more regularly. I'd stop for the coffee, but I would consistently get a breakfast sandwich or get lunch. Yeah. So, I haven't been to, been to Panera since. 
And also for the audience out there, if you're an American Express card holder, they have an offer where you can get four months free oh. of the Panera subscription. So, you know, I talk about the Panera subscription at every one of my talks. It's at the great universities, one. right? They should, it shouldn't be $10. So that's my point. Let me ask you in a month, how many times do you go get coffee from them? I would in a month, I, I can break it down in a week for you at least four times a week. You go get coffee? Yeah. Panera? Well, because it's on my way into the office. I'll stop the by problem there. Is you have to get out of your car and get it. No, drive through. No way. Yes. Huh. Well, are you surprised by that? You think it's too little or too much? More than I thought. Yeah, no, but it's easy. It's convenient for me. It's on so my it's way legit, into the And then how many times do you buy something else? Um, 50% well, of the time. Well, I guess they're doing well on you. They are. They're doing, yeah. and it, 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 their data shows uptick. Yeah, and they have data around you. And, and I think they should, I don't know. I don't know why they price it. I, I'm just not going to do 10, 11 well, bucks Well, $10 a month. is a steal for four cups of coffee. I know it's a so, steal, but I can't get past it in my head. It's nah. another $10 a month on something. Yeah, well, and Panera Bread, you should come to the conference and have a conversation. Uh, we're working on it. I've, I've reached out to him a couple of times. Um, we're, we're getting there. Yeah. But you know, the one, the, one, um, the one darling of the subscription industry that we had at our very first conference is struggling right now, and that's Birchbox. Mm -hmm. Yep. And it's, it's, it's hard to see that happen. One, because, you know, I have a lot of respect for what they originally built. built and Katya. Yep. And, you know, I don't think she's really involved in the company no, anymore, but... You know, it, it's been interesting to watch the rise and fall of, of Birchbox. Yep. And I think they're, so the rumor is they have been billing people, but not shipping. Not good. Yeah. My, my, I have speculation around why that's happening, but it's hard. Yeah, look at the business model. For one, she set a standard very early on for subscription boxes, right? That was the queen of subscriptions. Very early on, I'm pretty sure I told you this. Um, I'm fairly certain I had conversations with people at Birchbox around this too. I think that they had a they had a flaw in the business model, in the sense that their subscription model of sending beauty samples, they essentially became a sampler for Amazon.com and Alta and Sephora. Yeah, right. Because the consumer would try the product and then go to amazon.com to get it or go well, to that's, I mean, that's extremely common. Um, I was talking with a, a subscription brand the other day, a beverage subscription, and she was saying how their Amazon sales are, yep. they do a lot of retail. Yep. Their subscribe and save customers are super loyal. Yep. She goes, her early subscribe and save customers are super loyal. And, and what she sees happen a lot is their Amazon subscriptions yep. are, you know, and she's like, I shop that way. I go, yeah, yep. I shop that way too. Yep. Well, see, with them, and like hindsight's 2020, but I'm, I remember thinking this in 2016. They were in a position where they were the standard for the subscription boxes, right? Yeah. If I was building that business, I would have said, hey, if you want to be featured as a sample for the next 30 to 60 days, you must allow me to sell your product to my members for less than anywhere else. And I would have leveraged that I'm getting exposure to this. Or or exclusives even, right? Like yeah, exclusive, release right. first here. Yes. Something where the consumer had to go back. That's where Birchbox would have made more profitability. The yeah. brand still got exposure. And listen, I'm not saying forever. 30 to 60 days. You just got this product in your box. For the next 30 to 60 days, you can get it at this price. Yeah. And then after that, you can get it at the normal Amazon price, whatever. But now you got that customer that you can sell them on that. Maybe even get them in a subscribe and save on the singular item. Yeah. Right? So I tried the lotion. I liked it. Now I can subscribe and save through Birchbox mm -hmm. and have it delivered to my door monthly. Yeah. 
And I would imagine the subscribe and save customers are super loyal because they're getting products they need on a consistent basis and it's arriving when they need it and, and things like that. So not surprising to hear um, from a, an opportunity standpoint there, but you know, bummer to hear what's, yeah. you know, they're, they're going under. Hopefully they'll figure it out. We knew some people that were invested in their recent yep. round. Are they still in or are they, they get out? I don't know. Yeah, I wonder. I haven't talked to them. Yikes. Yeah. Uh, those are a lot of the big things from my list today. Uh, the other one re- I read in the headlines recently was um, Microsoft's Game Pass um, missed their their subscriber targets. Interesting. Um, and, and, you know, it's one of those things where I think maybe they got a little overzealous with what they were doing. Um Microsoft still, even after the Activision acquisition, if they can get that to go through, will still be smaller. They'll still be the number two player in the market right. behind Sony. Um, I don't know. You know, I don't know a ton about Game Pass. Uh, I know Bradley and Alex here in the, the video room are active gamers. You guys Game Pass subscribers? Yeah, we got some head nods. Woo-hoo! Yep, we well, got, we got they're Game Pass subscribers. You guys Sony subscribers? Mm-hmm. They're Xbox. No. Oh, they're Microsoft boys. It's so crazy, Paul. We just talked about bringing the PS5 in here and setting up a whole station. Yeah, yeah. No, it's too just, bad. You know oh, what? I guess we just won't do it anymore. No, throw in the trash. <laughs> Could do that. Yeah, I don't know. So it, it's uh, it's interesting to see, and and we can dive more into that for for future. But um, yeah, I don't know. This is uh, another fun episode. You got anything else in your mind today? No, I think that was good. This is a good episode. Um, Excited to see what we've got next. Ones we're going to be on. We got every two weeks, right? Yeah, yeah. We've got some some more great guests coming up too. Guest yep. interviews, and uh, you know, for those of you out there that are not already subscribers, make sure you hit that subscribe, like, follow button, whatever is closest to your thumb that is a positive impact on our podcast here. Uh, thanks so much for tuning in, and you can find us at subsummit.com or subta.com, and don't forget subsummit May thirty first to June. Second, Dallas, Texas, 2023. Thanks, everybody. See you on next show.